This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's time for Barreled Up by Ball Cap Sports. Here's your, here's your, here's your host, Jim Wiley. Your thoughts on the first round? Do you even like the first round? Any surprises? What, do you, what are you feeling after two days of baseball? Yeah, no, I, I hate the first round. It really feels like a play-in round for baseball. I couldn't get into it. I mean, I watched a little bit. I monitored what was going on. Obviously, I know what happened in the games, but like it just the the buzz there was at like a negative 20 for me. It's not because the Yankees weren't in it or the Mets weren't in it, the local teams from my area. It's just like there used to be a real excitement looking forward to the LDS series. Like you had the best four teams in both leagues Facing off, you know, obviously there were some teams better than others, but you always felt like all four teams could actually legitimately win a World Series for the most part, almost always. Here, I mean, you look at the Brewers and the Marlins, like, what are we doing? Why are these teams here? These aren't playoff teams compared to the Dodgers and the Braves. Like, it really, it felt watered down. The AL playoff teams, I feel like, were a little bit more legitimate, even the ones that got knocked out. Like, the Rays are a real team. The Blue Jays, know are disappointing, but they're a real team. But, no, the, for me, the first round had complete just no sex appeal at all. And now it feels like the real playoffs are going to begin uh, this Saturday. So, you know, we'll talk about the games a little bit, what what we learned from it, um, what could be taken away from it. I think more – the bigger story is now how some of these teams go forward, these teams that got eliminated. Um, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to the real playoffs with the final eight teams. And I'm looking forward to the Braves playing because that's the team I'm rooting for now that the Yankees are out of it. So, yeah, I mean, what are your thoughts on this series? Because I mean, I know I'm just like, it wasn't there for me. I'm I don't like the first round being a best of three because it adds too much luck into the equation. I want skill to win out. I want that's why you have in. I mean, NFL is one and done, but that's because it's too violent. You can't play the games in in a tight window there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
you the NBA is seven games, NHL seven games because they want talent to win out. How many times do you see a series in a seven game setup where the where where a team gets hot, wins the first two games, but then they lose that series because they're not the talented team. They're hot for a minute. They have a couple of good innings and they're good to go. That is what I don't like about this. And I, I think a lot of people do. There are a lot of people that love the chaos. A, if your team is involved, right? Diamondbacks fans, they're feeling pretty good right now. Um, Texas fans, you're feeling good. Minnesota, you don't care. If you're fine with this right now. But if you are on the outside looking in, you don't have any, none of these teams are your team. You're either rooting for chaos because you didn't make it anyway. So you're like, screw it all. I just want to, I want to see it get completely nuts. Or you are disappointed a little bit like you and I, where it's like, I want the talent to win out. I want the best teams to be playing deeper into the postseason. Now, you can look at these games and you can say Minnesota was the better team than Toronto. Okay. Texas and Tampa. I still think Tampa's the better team. Um, Texas has showed moments this year where they could be one of the best. But I don't like that. I mean, Tampa went, Tampa went, cold for two days and their season is over. That's that's how this thing works. We had what? This is the second year of this format and only one series. We have now played eight of these first round series. Only one of them went to a third game. And I'm uh, let's just go back to having the one game winner take alls then. If that's, if that's what it is, let's just go back to winner take all. It's a wild card game and let's just do that. I actually enjoyed that better, the one-game play-in, play because, I mean, it was just like everything was on the line. Like, you're not saving anyone. Like, you just got to get through the next round. And to me, that felt like a play-in game. Like, having a play-in series, which is what it feels like right now, it just feels, yeah, it feels hokey. And, like, if you have a play-in, just have it be, you know, the two wild-card teams fight to the death to see whoever makes the real playoffs. It's fine for me. Having this series, it just it feels very dopey and hokey, like we said. Um, funny thing about, I disagree with you. I think the Rangers were a better team than the Rays. But they're two of also the more snake-bitten teams this year in their pitching staffs. Like, look at the, what happened to the Rays pitching staff this year, and obviously we know about the Rangers with uh, DeGrom and Scherzer. But I would also disagree with you on the Rays being cold for a couple days because if you think about how hot they started off the season, for them now to be in this situation where they're in this round, like, they've been playing – cold or off their game for a while. And again, you can put that back to the injuries, losing Rasmus spring, uh, Springs, a few other guys. Um, but yeah, like, I think these, I felt like the Texas Rangers were a legitimate playoff team when they advanced. So I don't have a problem with them getting to the next round. They've got a, a ton of talent in offense. They went all in, unfortunately, with some of the wrong players and sure as earned DeGrom. I mean, how... I mean, that GM's going to keep his job because he made the playoffs, but you gave all that money to DeGrom and Scherzer. Like, I mean, what are we doing here? Yeah. Uh, no, your, 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 your pushback there is fair. I I just feel like Texas was streaky, and you bring up a good point. What was Tampa, like 16-0 and 0 or something like that to start the year? And, and right, if you were to take that 16-0 and 0 and make it an 8-8, eight eight, um, they kind of played just a, 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 just a... a little bit above 500 the rest of the way and right they were they were crushed by injury so your point is valid there i will say this i think well the milwaukee team they dealt with losing woodruff 
I don't know. Like like you said, this this first round, just everything all of a sudden now it's now we have two days in the books. And it, you know, to to kind of have a judgment call on what should have happened, <laughs> it's all irrelevant now because it's all over. Um, I think Milwaukee should have won. Arizona's bats had been cooled. You had Brandon Fott going in game one against Corbin Burns. How do you lose that game? All the credit to Arizona, but Milwaukee just time and time again disappoints in the postseason. At what point are they going to look at this and say, this doesn't work? There's a couple of teams. Let's go to that. Let's go to that. We don't need to dive into each individual series. I'm asking you this, though, because I think this is a more interesting question. Of the teams that lost, Milwaukee, Tampa, Miami, and Toronto, which team do you think needs to make the biggest, most sweeping changes out of the four losers? Or do you think they they it just it is what it is? It was a hokey first round. Come back next year, try to get a buy and get out of that first round, and things will be fine. Or is there one of somebody or two teams that you see that need to make some big changes? Oh, I think you know the answer to this is going to be the Blue Jays. I mean, the Blue Jays have been disappointing us for a few years now. Every year there, everybody's basically favorite to win the World Series. And again, they, they crash and burn miserably. Not only that, I mean, they're $130 million pitcher. They take out after, what, the third inning because they let a runner on? I mean, what is happening here? And it's not like the Blue Jays have a good bullpen, Jim. I mean, we vented about—I vented about this earlier in the year because in fantasy I had a few Blue Jays pitchers uh, for uh, for holds. Like the Blue Jays bullpen is not that good. I mean, I know there's the starting pitches they can go to also, but like the disappointment between you know they—they've got a star-studded offense. They spent a ton of money on Springer. They have the two huge guys in in Vladdy and and Bichette. They have Gaussman. They have Barrios. I mean. This is a team that should be going far, and year after year after year, they somehow fall short every year. So to me, I mean, the, the opposite of them is the Marlins. The Marlins shouldn't have been here. They got here by some miracle. How they were able to become a playoff team this quickly is a credit to them. But the Marlins are really uh, – the Blue Jays are really in a situation where they have to lurk internally and say, what is going on here? What's the problem? Like, the Padres and Mets will get all the, uh, all the attention for being complete disappointments and failures this year. But the Blue Jays really have to ask themselves, like, how are we not in a World Series by now? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Toronto Blue Jays made the playoffs in 2020. They lost two games. They were out. They did not make the playoffs in 2021, despite 91 wins, which is more wins than they had this year. Uh, But we didn't let as many teams in in 2021. They would have made the playoffs in 2021. They would have been the third wild card if we were doing that thing back in 2021. 2022, they made it. They lost both games. And this year, they make it. And they lose two games. So, yeah, you have four disappointing years for a team that the goal is higher than just make the playoffs. That's in 2020. The goal was to take a step. 
They got ahead of themselves and they made the playoffs, but half the league made the playoffs in 2020. 2021 was a disappointing year because, again, 91 wins, you don't make the playoffs. Last two years, not winning a playoff game. The goal is higher than this. The goal is make a run in October, and they're not doing it. I worry that the changes that are needed are higher than what can be made. Um, and let me let me preface that, that this may be a Mark Shapiro this might be, a, right, it's not a simple fix. This may be a Shapiro thing. This may not be Schneider. Schneider, every, they were, they said it in the broadcast. It has been evident time and time again. This Blue Jays team is high on the analytics. And Jose Barrios, the decision to take Jose Barrios out was made the night before looking at a spreadsheet. So the Toronto Blue Jays, John Schneider's a yes man. You fire John Schneider, nothing's going to change. You fire Ross Atkins, potentially nothing changes because what if this is coming from Shapiro? If it is an Atkins thing, then he needs to go. This team is wasting years. They're wasting time. They have a rotation that's good enough to make a run. The Barrios thing will live in infamy. That's when we look back, you know, um, last year for Toronto Blue Jays fans, it was the George Springer Bo Bichette play. Um, in 2020, it was Ryu getting absolutely rocked by the Rays. This year, it will be Jose Barrios coming out, and they went to they went to Yusei Kikuchi. Like you went to Kikuchi, you entered a situation. Now they wanted a lefty. Go to Tim Miza. You entered a situation where you must have viewed this as a do-or-die moment, and they went to Yusei Effin Kikuchi. They could have gone to Chris Bassett. If we are playing, they, he managed the bullpen, and again, maybe not he. Maybe it was the spreadsheet. Maybe it was up from, from decisions from above. They managed the bullpen like there was no tomorrow the whole way through. They burned... They, they took Gosman out after four. They took Barrios out after three. So they were managing like there was no tomorrow anyway. So why don't you go to Bassett in that moment if you're looking at this like, okay, we got a runner on now, and that's unacceptable. We have to have a shutdown inning. Then don't go to you, say, Kikuchi. So I don't like how they manage this, the whole thing, whether you want to pull it, put it on John Schneider, Don Mattingly, Ross Atkins, an assistant GM, anybody like that. Huge mistake. Big changes need to be made, but it's not going to be easy. The drop-off from Berrios to Yakuchi is just, it's ridiculous. And, you know, like, yeah, okay, so you go into a starter there. But, like, my point earlier is, like, he's still eventually now gets got to get to the bullpen, the relievers, who have been pretty miserable for the past couple of months. So... I'm stretching every inning I can out of, out of Barrios. I mean, you're paying him and Gaussman for a reason. How is it? I mean, are these just only regular season starting pitchers now? We're only going three and four innings to within the playoffs? Like, there used to be this thought process of, like, I'd rather my best at 80% than my reliever at 90% or even 95%. To me, that still rings true, but for analytics, somehow it doesn't. And in the end, it's the offense's fault that the Blue Jays didn't advance. So I don't want to bury that too much. I, the analytics stuff I hate. It's just it's a pet peeve of mine. But in the end, like the Blues just have to score that, and they don't. And of course, we have that huge play by uh, Vladdy getting picked off second base by Sonny Gray. Um, I guess there's going to be some discussion on how that also changes some rules going forward because 
um, pitch com was used, I guess, by the catcher telling Sonny Gray to pick off Vladdy at second base. And I guess. Well, but here's the thing. Don't you for forever pitchers have been or catchers have been able to relay on to a pitcher to attempt a pickoff play. Physical signs, though. It's a little different when you get, get in your ear because Vladdy's depending on his coaches yelling at him. Yeah. They don't say it in his ear. So you can hear the coach yelling back, 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 or, you know, he's getting behind you or, or taking for your lead. Like, I think the using pitch comp for a pickoff attempt is a little bit of a gray area we have to take a look at. Because, right. I mean, even the, in, the, the fielders can signal to the catcher, but then you, the first base and third base coach can see that. If the catcher has a signal pick off, the runner could catch up on that and start to get back. He may yeah. not. He may still get picked off. Yeah. But to have almost that cheat code of him being able to say in Sonny Gray's ear, turn around right now, pick him off, I don't know about that. This may be something we have to revisit. And I don't know how you can how you can uh, discipline that or, right. or, or legislate against that. But when I heard that, and I've seen some people on Twitter talk about this, like this was not the intention of pitch comp. Because then, I mean, what's the difference? How about we have, you know, coaches being able to talk to the fielders when, uh, to, to the runners when they're on base? How about they have a headset? I mean, there is mm-hmm. sort of always now an unfair advantage now if you can have those communications. So I'm looking online because I had not heard that pitchcom. I, from what I saw in the broadcast, and it looked like Sonny Gray and Carlos Correa had lined up a timing play. To, to execute that pickoff. I just Googled it while we're talking and I see former Blue Jays manager, John Gibbons um, tweeted his displeasure. And it, I, it's, it's right there that the, that they, the twins admitted to using pitchcom for the pickoff play. I think Sonny Gray said in his post game, Sonny Gray said it in the post game. Okay. I believe that's what we're, yeah, uh, there's a clip right there. Sonny Gray discusses the pickoff play was put on by Correa and communicated through Pitchcom. So it wouldn't have been, yeah. How can they, how can they do that? Right? Like I, I guess, look, I, I fancy myself as somebody that knows a, a little bit about what's going on with baseball, how Pitchcom is used. I, I, how's, how is that even possible that the shortstop could communicate with the pitcher? I didn't think that's possible. I thought we have a, we have a situation where the shortstop, there's there's position players that have the device so they can hear what is being relayed to the pitcher. How do we have a situation why Correa has any communication with Gray in pitch comp? Yeah. Does he have communication with him or because of what he hears, he can give the verbal signals that right. everyone else doesn't know? So, right. Yeah. And then he hears the confirmation from Gray because yeah. he's got a headset. So again, that's, I mean, that's a little bit besides the playoff conversation we're having, but I think that is something the commissioner and the league is going to look into in the off season. Sure. Yeah. It, it is, it is designed to relay, you know, what the pitch is supposed to be. Not, not anything like that. Well, I mean, <laughs> technology, we're living in a world of technology. Yeah, and- we'll have to adapt and figure it out. Just like replay, yep. we've had to adapt yep. from, you know, the guy coming off the base a little bit, which was not the mm-hmm. intention so mm-hmm. you know it's it's not cheating it's it's it wasn't legislated against before there was no rule against it before but it is something right. that they probably have to discuss yep